The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The push continues for a national approach to support jurors. Over the past number of years, provinces have stepped up a bit to provide some cost-free counseling to those who serve on a jury, um, and especially those who find themselves needing help to deal with what they've seen and heard during the trials. Mark Ferrant has been a strong voice on this front. He joins us now. Hi, Mark. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks very much for having me. All right. You know what? I want to get in a, a little bit about uh, your history, um, but um, I, I need to talk to you about this one right off the top. This private member's bill, Bill C-417, uh, which would have amended the criminal code to allow jurors to speak about trial deliberations with mental health professionals. Uh, it saw all party support, but the, uh, the bill died in the Senate on Friday when uh, the parliament uh, came to a, you know, the, the session closed. That's got to be incredibly frustrating for you. It was very disappointing, um, especially as you said, with with multi party support in the um, in the Commons, especially in a really uh, troubling and difficult time politically, for all parties to come together and support this and, and get it passed as swiftly as it did, only to die in the Senate was was really tragic and and it, it sends a terrible message to Canadians and jurors, you know, saying that we'll. Uh, uh, we want you to do your civic duty, but we won't um, we won't uh, give you the support you need post trial. Let's, you know, for those who, you know, I, I don't know how many of my listening audience has served on a jury. I've never served on a jury. Um, you did back in 2014. Um, and one of the things that you found afterwards um, was, you know, your, your, your limitations on what you could say, what you could talk about with a, with a mental health counselor. Um, I don't think people realize that. Can you go into that a little bit more about what's allowed, what's not allowed and why? Well, the the, um, the Section 649 of the Criminal Code right now specifies that uh, deliberations are um, are secret, so that can never be disclosed to the public, the media, friends or family, or anyone. But you're really encouraged not to talk about the trial at all um, with anybody, even post verdict. You're you're instructed to keep it to yourself. Um, refrain from talking about it with friends and family. And so you can imagine that if you're struggling with um, the imagery that you saw in the courtroom, um, the um, being barred from having an open discussion with a therapist, not to mention not having many supports at all, mm-hmm. let alone not even being able to talk to a therapist, is, is really crippling because you wouldn't go into a doctor's office and, uh, you know, being stricken with an illness, but wouldn't be able to describe your symptoms. But in this mental health context, that's the case. And, and Mark, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, no one tells you this beforehand, do they? <laughs> oh, no, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. And that, that's kind of the way the system is designed. It's, it's designed to make the jury impartial. Uh, you're not told about what evidence you're going to see. You're not told about... Um, the graphic nature of it. That's designed so that you don't form an opinion. Mm -hmm. But um, on the other end, you know, there should be some mechanism to support the juror uh, so that they're able to return to their lives and their jobs and their family. Mark, give us us an idea of of what happened to you. You served on a second-degree murder trial back in 2014. You did your duty. Uh, Then you were released from that and then tried to kind of get, get on with life. What happened? 
I was uh, I was a juror on a first degree murder uh, trial. It, it was uh, in, in the end a second degree murder conviction that we achieved. Um, but I was not able to unpack the feelings that I had in my head at the time. Um, and the emotions and really the, the graphic nature of the of the evidence when I left the courtroom. And, and like a lot of people, I just um, put my head down and tried to um, try to just get through it. I, I just buckled down and I tried to um, force myself to get back into my life and back into my routine. And it just didn't happen. Um, and so when I reached out to the, the first place I thought I'd reach out to for, uh, for help was the courtroom and uh, the courthouse. And my calls weren't answered because at the time um, in Ontario, um, mental health supports could only be issued by a judge wow. in, in a case like, uh, like mine or any other. And it just wasn't done. So I was left to search for supports on my own, uh, which is, you know, like anyone in, uh, in a mental health crisis can attest to. It's, it's difficult um, in you know, normal circumstances finding uh, a psychiatrist. The waiting lists are up to a year long. Psychologists are out of pocket. So it was a really dizzying search. And, and all the time I just kept saying to myself, this shouldn't be happening. Uh, this isn't right. Um, well, since uh, 2015, a lot of the provinces and territories have put some supports in place. Alberta was the first province in the country to do so, um, making four counseling sessions available to jurors during or after a trial. But um, you believe more is needed and that it should be standardized right across the country. That makes sense, Mark. It does, and it's a, it's a, you know, many politicians have sort of come forward and said it's a no-brainer. And I, uh, once, uh, once the dialogue started to happen, uh, it, it really did seem like a no-brainer. But there are provinces that are still reticent to take that on. There are provinces that have not uh, um, yielded the, uh, an answer to the call. Um, it's been a struggle, and I don't think a Canadian. Uh, should look over the fence in one jurisdiction and say, well, how come there are supports in that provinces mm-hmm. and better mechanisms there? And there's nothing in the province that I live in, but I've, I've just been on a trial for 11 months. Yeah. And, and, and I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are jurors also, you know, the graphic evidence is one thing, but there are a lot of jurors who come out of uh, trials stressed, unhinged, and feeling in some cases very guilty about um, the experience because, um, you know, they, they um, hear and read what is going on in the media and the press uh, and the like saying, how could they have reached a, a lower verdict in this case hmm. where, you know, jurors are judges of the facts and the facts in the cases sometimes don't ladder up to um, the conviction that the public wants, but you're living with that guilt. Uh, I've, I've talked to numerous jurors who, who feel that way. But now they're not allowed to talk and openly have that dialogue with a, a, a therapist, which is which isn't right. There's so many layers to this, um, really, and I, I hadn't even thought about that, about the guilt, about, you know, whatever the verdict uh, might be and, you know, your, your, your reasons for that, let alone the, the graphic imagery or the, the testimony that you've heard. I mean, there's, there's so much there. So what happens now? So this private member's bill, Bill C-417, is, um, is, it died uh, in the Senate. So what do you do now? 
Well, there's a lot of goodwill still left in Parliament um, amongst MPs and a lot of goodwill left in the Senate. You know, the, the um, senators were frustrated, too, that uh, the bill did not get the, the time that it needed. It, it, it didn't even get a second um, hearing. Uh, or a second um, um, a vote. It, it sort of sat on the uh, the order sheet. So I'm hoping, and I've got assurances that that goodwill will transpose back into Parliament in the fall, and that this bill will be revisited. So I'm going to continue to be vocal about it and, and hold them to it. Have you been getting any feedback from, you know, those in in power, maybe, you know, on the law side, the attorney generals, that sort of stuff about, you know, the standardization of it all? That it could happen or we should have it? Well, you know, as you know, um, uh, courts and juries are provincially administered. So there are some who uh, are um, interested in the conversation and others that have said, Mm. no, we know how to look after juries and courts in our province. Thank you very much. Um, um, Leave us alone. So, um, I, you know, I think uh, hopefully, uh, you know, a groundswell of opinion will uh, continue to develop in justice communities and within the public to mm. change that attitude. Uh, you know, Mark, I want to thank you for joining me uh, once again this afternoon. We'll be watching this closely and uh, hopefully hopefully, uh, this private member's bill, something can happen with it. But uh, I really like the idea of a standardized something across the country for, for jurors. I think that's much needed. Uh, keep up the good work and thanks for this. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate your support and and having me on today.